Welcome to the Be Fit, Strong, Healthy, and Confident at 40 Plus Podcast for Women. I'm your host, Julie Prince, and this podcast is for you if you are ready to stay motivated, inspired, be fit, strong, healthy, and confident as you kick ass this season in your life. And I am so excited to bring you the newest mindset, fitness, food, and health strategies to help you achieve this. Join me on this journey of transformation. Hey there, um, welcome to today's podcast, man. I am stoked about this one because this is something that, you know, we hear all the time, we've all heard it, but it's something that is makes such a tremendous difference in our lives when we truly implement and it's how to boost your mindset. I'm gonna give you real practical tips so that you can boost your mindset for ultimate success if you've been stuck It all starts with your mindset, whatever you're wanting to achieve, right? Whether that's losing 30 pounds, getting a raise, investing, whatever your goal is. And one thing I am very adamant about is it's never too late to change, dream, and grow. So how do you boost your mindset, right? In today's episodes, I want to break this down in easy to implement steps so you can take action. I want you to really not just listen to this, but I also want you to act. But before I break this down, I want to share something, um, a fact with you that's pretty incredible. You know, there's absolutely no better use of our time of like getting a return on investment than implementing, than working on your mind. And, And I should really know this because I've had to work very hard on my own mindset, Um, you know, on my own mind. This is something that we're constantly working on. I'm constantly working on. It's a journey, not a destination. And I know we've all heard these things, but it's like, are we truly implementing this? And I see that the clients that I work with, that we work with, that truly succeed. And when I say truly succeed, I'm not just talking about that they release, you know, 30 pounds in the three months, To be quite frank, that's the easy part. And you might be thinking, Julie, that's not the easy part. But when you get the right method, you know, and you've got that initial motivation, that is the easy part to just do the things for a short period of time. The true success is when I contact a client two, three years later, Heather Jones Peterson, our first, very, very first client, uh, four and a half years ago contacted her and was so excited to hear that, you know, she had kept off 55 pounds. She's like, I'm 55 and I'm down 55 running um, marathons with rheumatoid arthritis. Now that is a true success. She had to shift the way she thought about her rheumatoid arthritis. She had to shift the way that she looked at aging and really for the long haul, not just for three months, not just for a diet, but for the long haul. Now, the clients that I've seen that have absolutely failed are the ones that have made excuses, they've blamed other people for their circumstances, and they have not taken full responsibility because in the grand scheme of things, we are coaches. When you join something like the Transformation Academy, we're here to guide you, we're here to motivate and inspire when you join a coaching program like this. That's what the coach is there for to give you the tools, to give you the inspiration, the accountability, all the things 
but ultimately help you shift the mindset. But ultimately, you're the one who gets to put in the work. So it's always really the client success. And the ones that succeed are the ones that do the hard work, that go deep. They go deep into the mindset and they know they're not just looking for a quick fix. So um, I have 20 years of experience and I specifically work with ambitious women 40 plus to really help them in this season of our lives to, you know, burn fat, build muscle, boost your energy and really thrive and have confidence this season in our lives. And I can tell you mindset is critical. Even the way we think about aging gets to change. Think about this. If you're discouraged, feeling a lack of hope, a lack of purpose in your life, like, oh, nothing's going to get better. How do you think that's going to affect you? I can tell you one thing for sure, and you know this, you won't be as happy. You will not be as happy. In fact, as I was getting ready for this podcast, I found a very mind-blowing study. Like we know that being happy, healthy, having gratitude and stuff absolutely changes us at a biochemical level. They've proven this. But studies have proven people with positive mindsets on aging live an average 7.5 years longer. Wow, that is huge. You want to create a positive mindset. And I know this isn't anything groundbreaking. Like I get it. Like, Julia, I get to have a positive mindset. But I want to ask you this. Why are so many of us held prisoners by our own minds? Why is this happening? We know the benefits. We know we get to change and we know we should look at positive. Well, why are we held prisoner by our own minds? And it's because of false core beliefs. So let's break down what a core belief is. These are the things we strongly believe about ourselves, others, and even situations that we come in in contact with. Some people call it stories or egos, or but your core beliefs ultimately shape your identity. And this is one of the things that we work on in the Transformation Academy because we never rise higher than our self-imposed belief about who we are. This is things like, I am. That's just who I am. And maybe you've heard this before, maybe you haven't, but I want to ask you, are you doing something to powerfully shift towards more positive core beliefs? Because this is something you do have control over. I promise you, you have control. It just takes a little bit of effort. And I want to break down how to do this. How do we kind of powerfully shift our core beliefs that are ultimately going to affect our identity. That's ultimately, so all of these pieces to the puzzle work together synergistically. We've got our overall mindset. Core beliefs are a piece of that. Identity is a piece of that. So our core beliefs shape our identity, which ultimately control. It's like programming, right? It's like your programming. Anytime we say, I am this, I am that, it's literally a self-fulfilling prophecy. So here's how you do this. We want to keep your motivation ignited. So I have so many clients or people that are coming to me um, before they come into the transformation. We want to shift our core belief. If this is you and you've ever told yourself, I know I've definitely done that. And I, you know, being transparent, this is a work in progress. I by no means just like this never comes up. It's, it's a journey, right? It's a journey and it's something we always have to be aware of, but it's like, oh, 
I'm not motivated to do this. I'm not motivated to work out. I'm not motivated to go garden today. I'm not motivated to go on a walk. But if we are being honest, isn't it usually the other way around? I want you to think about this. When we do things, don't we get motivated? I want you to think about this. Really think. Like I know for me, And my clients that are successful with keeping up with workout routines, and it does take time to implement these things. I'm not necessarily working out because I'm motivated. I'm working out because I know that once I start all the feel good things, all the, you know, biochemical um, endorphins are going to be released and I'm going to start to get motivated huge shifting that belief that you have to be motivated to do something into you get to take action and the motivation will come take action without the motivation go on that walk get that and i promise you you will even notice pay attention to this i've i feel it myself i've had clients feel it go for a walk sometime today and i want you to pay attention to your thoughts or a run or whatever Literally within two minutes, the endorphins are flooding in and you are feeling better. Like this works, this works. So go do things when you want to get motivated and it'll ignite that motivation. And everyone works on this all the time. Again, it's a work in progress. In fact, the famous Zig Ziglar said, um, people often say motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why I recommend it daily. So we want to do things to motivate ourselves daily. So I want to break down a couple of things that you can do that I do myself that help to keep me motivated. These are all things I implemented in my own life and that I have clients implement in because they work. And (laughs) it might seem a little corny. You might literally, what are you talking about? But singing, okay, singing. You might be like, why is Julie a fitness pro, health, fitness, nutritionist talking about singing? Did you know that the benefits of singing regularly seem to be cumulative? In one study, singers were found to have lower cortisol, indicating lower stress. So scientists did studies on long-term singers, and they found that their cortisol levels were lower. Singing releases endorphins, which help to alleviate anxiety and stress. So you get to start singing along to your favorites. And guess what? You don't have to be good because I can hear what you might be thinking. But Julie, I don't know, man, my singing might not alleviate my stress because I'm sing low, turn the music up louder. You don't have to hear yourself. Just sing along. I promise you, you will get in a better mood because there's a lot going on there from a biological standpoint. And listening to music and dancing. Studies have shown that dancing helps ease depression. And I even met a guy, I was at an expo who, uh, because of his passion for dancing, well, because he has such a passion for dancing because it brought him out of a debilitating depression, debilitating depression where he was not even getting out of bed. He started dancing and he just became, it literally lifted the depression off of him. He became so passionate about it that he opened up a dance studio. So that is the power behind dancing and singing and listening to music. Seriously, I know it might sound a little corny, but hey, we could all use a little bit more singing, dancing in our lives, right? Movement, all the stuff. So the next thing that you can do to bring up those levels of motivation or cultivate gratitude daily. 
this is game changing. This is game changing. I have a journal. It's called the five minute journal. It's by um, Michael Hewitt. I think uh, I'll make sure that I share um, in the notes, but um, studies have found that when we practice gratitude daily, it releases oxytocin. It just puts us into a more positive state, a more positive you know, energy, because now instead of thinking about all the things that you don't have, all the things that you don't like, you're changing your state and you are showing gratitude for the things you do have. And I know it can be challenging. Like if you're in a bad spot, it can be very challenging. Sometimes I'm not in a gate. I'm not saying that, you know, you're going through a really rough patch. It cannot be challenging to find things to have gratitude towards, but you can even start super small, even if it's just something like, you know, my husband and I are big into hiking, um, long hikes and stuff. And you realize when you're out there in the Smoky Mountains and you're literally finding water from little bitty streams coming down that, man, we are blessed. We live in the United States. We live in a first world country, even to just have the water coming in. Like that is so huge, so huge. Like just to be grateful for that or grateful for your cup of coffee or grateful for the dog, you know, little things start small, but I promise you, promise you, promise you, there is something that you can be truly grateful for today. All right. So these are all ways to kind of boost that motivation. Now I want to talk about core beliefs and I want to take a look at core beliefs and how you challenge them because this is really the name of the game. It's taking those core beliefs, those stories that you have that kind of run in your mind, in the background, your programming, and I want you to start challenging them. I want you to start challenging them and ask, is this true? Is this true? So this takes thinking about the the stories that are going through, like kind of being that observer of your thoughts thinking about what you think about, right? Um, But finding those things that you notice that are sabotaging, that are self-defeating, and I want you to start asking, is it really true? For instance, oh, maybe one of your thoughts is, man, because I get women that tell me this all the time. Julie, I have literally tried everything and the weight will not budge. I'm doomed. It's menopause. It's perimenopause. I cannot release this weight. And I want you to say, have you really tried everything? Have I really tried everything? Probably not. You've probably tried a lot, but you haven't tried everything. Like that's fair, right? That's fair. Um, Or, you know, maybe you come to the conclusion of, you know what? It's not that you're not trying different things that might work. It's that if you're being really honest with yourself, you're giving up too soon. You're giving up too soon to see the fruits of your labor. So it's really kind of flipping that story and being really open, really vulnerable, really transparent with yourself. And sometimes this is so hard to do, to take full responsibility, stop, you know, stop because quite frankly, sometimes we don't want to take responsibility. All of us, all of us, we want to have that excuse because guess what? That means we don't have to take personal responsibility. So it's about flipping the stories, asking, is it really true? Or even, you know, it could be a story that you tell yourself, unfitness related, like I'm stuck in this job I hate and there's no way 
I will ever be able to get out of it. And I'm stuck here and, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And this is not true. This is not true. First, I would challenge you, if you are in a space where maybe your family truly does need the the support, the income coming in from the job, I would urge you to flip the way you're looking at the job and start saying, you know what, I'm actually, again, kind of back to the gratitude piece. Like I've had to do this with so many things in my life and it is game changing. When we shift the way we look at things, the things we look at change. And we've heard that before, but are we truly doing it? Right. So shifting the way you're looking at your job and saying, I'm grateful. I am grateful. I have a job. And you know what? I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to bring my passion. I'm going to bring my best work to my boss. I'm going to stop complaining about my boss, my coworkers, all the things. And you never know. You might actually get a raise because you're going to be showing up as a different person. Your boss is going to start interacting with you differently. Your coworkers are going to start interacting with you differently. And you're even going to open yourself up to finding a better job if things don't, because you are just going to be a all around happier version of yourself. Right. So it's, it's, you know, um, it's about changing the way that we're looking at things. Um, And basically what I'm getting at is we want to really change the narratives, the stories and the limiting beliefs and start challenging them, start challenging them. So if you're noticing a sabotaging story coming up over and over and over again, oh, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to be able to do that. Why not? Why not? I promise you it's probably not true. Within reason, maybe there are some things that maybe in the stage of the name of the game where you're at, you know, maybe they're not, but shift it then to something else that maybe is an offshoot of the thing that you were very passionate about that you can derive some passion from. So I think I, I driven that in enough and I really want to bring this full circle and I want to do something because I don't want you to just hear the words and have this be another podcast that you listen to and you're like, oh, that was phenomenal information. It's right. I know, you know, I should change the way I look at things. I should challenge my stories. I should dance. I should sing. I should cultivate gratitude. I want to challenge you today, today, to grab a pen and paper and I want you to write a list. So if you're driving, obviously you're not going to do this right now, but maybe if you're listening to this in the beginning of the day, driving to work, I want you to be that observer. I want you to be that observer and I want you to pay attention to your thoughts, the limiting thoughts, the ones that are on autopilot, the ones that are telling you, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, I'm not good at people's names. Oh, I'm not good at typing. Oh, I'm not good at technology. And start asking yourself, is that really true? So I want you to write a list of your limiting stories, the really big ones, the little ones, the ones that are really affecting your life, right? And I want you to not only write them down, so you're the, you're the observer, you're listening to your thoughts, you're observing your thoughts, the limiting stories, the core beliefs that you hold, you know, that you believe to be true. And then we're going to flip them. Okay, we are going to flip them. So, for instance, uh, I want to give you an example. So, 
I've tried everything. It's just, you know, a 30 pounds overweight. I've done everything. Weight loss is an easy one to do this with. I've tried everything and I just simply cannot budge. I want you to ask yourself, have you really tried everything? Have you really tried everything? And if you think, oh, no, no, I haven't really tried everything. Yeah, I did. I did Octavia for three months, but it was super restrictive and the food was just not good and it was expensive and I just, I couldn't do that. So I gave up and I went back to my old habits or, yeah, you know, I tried the working out and eating healthy thing and yeah, I did it for three months and I only released two pounds, (laughs) you know, so it just wasn't worth it. So I gave up. Or you could even take it a step further. And because I've talked with clients who, you know, they are eating very, very clean. They are working out and their workouts are good, but they still have not gotten a plan that was tailored for them. And that is game changing. Cannot tell you how many women come in and it's minor tweaks sometimes. So even if you feel like you've exhausted all resources towards hitting your goals, I promise you, you have it in whatever area. There's always, always, always a solution. So um, I can't wait. What I want you to do today too, after you kind of think of some of your major core limiting beliefs, you think of how to flip them, flip them around, turn them, spin them upside down. I want you to reach out to me, find me on social, and I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want to see, you know, if you feel open to sharing, feel open to letting me know how this really helped you. Like, what was your limiting belief? How did you flip it? I cannot wait to hear from you. Like, do this today. Like, seriously, challenge those limiting beliefs because they are not true. They're not true. The vast majority of, if not all of them are not true. So do it, do it. Till next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Much love. You can find me on Facebook at Julie K. Prince Coach and on Instagram at Julie K. Prince. Please connect with me there. Now, if this episode served you, I'd love for you to click that subscribe button so you can be notified each and every time a new episode drops. And please share the love. If you found value in this, then share this with another woman 40 plus. Till next time, enjoy the journey.